too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we. That wasn't a great pod, was it? You want to run it back? All right, Richie. Uh, this might be Golflandia two thirteen, but it's Derby week, so we're doing it Horselandia, and we're we're missing Frankie. Frankie has climbed in town and cannot come. But as per on Twitter, I said uh, it's going to be all Irish accents minus mine. So I I have honored that agreement. <laughs> and secretly on the couch beside you, first name only, his name is Jerry, and he might have some insight to pipe in. But he's sharp. I can tell he's sharp. Jerry's going to try bite his tongue, but he won't be able to. No, that's okay. We'll see how he does. Um, the you. By the way, you introed me to Eddie. I want to thank you for that, Keneally. Eddie Keneally's great. Good yeah. guy. Got a horse and trainer in ourselves. So, um, and he won. She won. Or Philly, no. That was a different one. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, so the group's really excited. Some of them know a little bit about horse racing. Others are like, what's a horse? And so we're just, we're just going in between with that information, but we're having a ton of fun. Eddie's a good dude. And uh, you're with Scar- you own Scarteen Stud. Scarteen Stud, Georgetown, Kentucky, what going, on, going on nine years. What does it do? What do you do at Scarteen Stud? Basically, in layman's terms, we are a hotel for horses. We board horses. And we've got a lot of horses on the farm right now. We fold them which means help the mamas give birth. And then we raise them up until they're about 18 months old, and then they go on to their next career, which is hopefully a derby horse. Which is what we want with this uh, two-year-old we got at Ocala. You saw him. He looks pretty okay. Oh, man, he looks like a beast. He's just strong as hell. What does that mean to you at this no, age? No, like looking at him like he's just so – he does not look like a two-year-old. The shoulder, the arse on him, you know, he's just so, he's a two-year-old that looks like a three-year-old. It's like you get these teenagers that look like men, like LeBron in high school, look like a 25-year-old. And listen, I'm not saying that yours is going to go on and do great things. We all hope you will. But he looks like a man amongst boys. Does um, his attitude right now is really good? He's extremely smart. They said, and he acts like he owns the barn already. Is that common for a? No, it's good. He's headstrong. He's an alpha. Yeah, and I think that's what you kind of want. So that's. Uh, do you think that most horses that make it to the Derby are alpha? Two turn classic big horses, smart, love to run. They are really like a lot of them are. Like you'll get some smaller horses in the race that just have a huge heart and they outrun all their odds mm-hmm. but like you get some of the big big horses like Messier in the Derby is meant to be huge if you remember Dortmund from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. Point Given from a couple of years ago Justify 
like they're all just big, big, big horses. Like big American, brown American Pharaoh. Yeah, American Pharaoh. Like he was sixteen two, but he. What does that mean to the sixteen uh, two? Just in hands. Um, he's. I don't even know in feet. You know, we judge by hands. Google it, boys. Google it. <laughs> um, but no, like American Pharaoh was big, but kind of normal size. But then you get to beasts of horses like Justify and Dortmund, you know, and Messier that are just... Zandon is another one. They're just so big and muscular and more forward-looking than some of the horses in the race. But, like, your horse, like, you pulled it out, said it was a two-year-old man. Like, yeah, right. He's Like, he just looks so much further developed than all the rest of them. Right. Well, that's good to know. Um, the So the Derby... You know, we won't talk the Oaks, but we will talk the Derby. The weather's going to be crappy here for the Oaks tomorrow. It appears really, really bad. Yeah, it's going to rain all day. It's going to be glad I'm not there. And then Saturday is a question mark, but likely cold and weather. So that's going to be a consideration for what we talk about. Like, honestly, if it's going to be raining all day tomorrow, I and it's going to be raining all Saturday morning, I don't think that track is going to get a chance to dry out Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be either a muddy or a sloppy track probably muddy but like it's the same it's just sticky like it's a step above sloppy but like i think it's going to be sloppy is like where there's water in the track and it's just awful but like if you look at the derby over the last 10 years i'd say every other year it's wet you know so i think you absolutely have to handicap for the wet because that track, in my opinion, will not dry out. The sun's not going to come out. Mm-hmm. It's a high 65. It's overcast. Mm-hmm. You need sun beating down at 75 degrees in order for a few hours in order to dry that track out. I don't think they're going to get that on Saturday. What does that mean in terms of handicapping for a track like that? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's uh, Most of these horses have never run on a wet track in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple that have, but most of these horses, um, they've never seen a sloppy track or wet track or a muddy track in their life. So, like, obviously, you don't know how they're going to perform. Like, it's a deeper, it's stickier. It's like you running in in quicksand, you know, right. as opposed to dry dirt. Like, some some will like it, you know. Like, I think some if there's horses in there with a bit of a turf pedigree, they might like it a little bit more. Um, so, you kind of got to look at the dam side as well. Like, is the, has the dam any turf in her pedigree? So you kind of got to bring that into consideration. But a lot of these horses, and like it's all, again, down to post position draw as well. But like a horse that's quick out of the gate might not be as quick out of the gate. Like he's running in sloppy quicksand, you know? Or he's getting a kick back in his face. Yeah, and like if you do that, and like, listen, I've seen horses get kicked back and they got a ball of dirt in their eye and they can't see after the race. So... There's a lot to consider. I think the horses that break well get to the front. And sometimes with the slop, a horse that goes to the front can't be caught. Really? Like a speed horse could sneak the race. Does the pace slow down though? It, it, like if they're in front, they slow it down themselves or knowing like they have something left in the tank. But like uh, a speed horse does better on slop in my opinion. Like closers, it's kind of hard to kind of just get going, you know? Um, 2009 mind that bird explain that oh yeah like he just weaved in and out like the mind that bird of this year in my opinion is barber road wow so like second in the arkansas derby but if you if you go back and look at his races 
Um, like he's has he run the slop? Hold on. I don't think anyone's run the slop. Maybe one. Um. So yes, he did January twenty second, and he finished oh, second in a stake. You know, so but like the way he was coming at the end, they're the kind of horses you you kind of want. Like Mo Donegal, like is one. Like we can start from number one. And well, keep let going me ask there. you this before we go there because yeah. you said Mo Donegal at the one spot is is the is the post position narrative about the one horse at on the rail at Derby that you throw it out a myth because he, the if you look at the post wins it's pretty even across and the the the, the post one has won eight times since nineteen thirty. Um, what do you if, say about that? If you're a speed horse and you need to get out in front. More often than not, you're not going to because you got 20 horses coming across you. Right. Like unless you're a bullet out of the gate and kind of get to the position that you want going into that first turn. Um, and again, more often than not, you're, you're, you're not going to get good position because you're going to have all the horses coming on top of you. But Mo, Mo Donegal is a closer. So he might be purposely held up by all your RTs and like, all right, we're not going to try and get up here and try and make the lead let's just sit behind and get a good position and work our way and and a, a horse like him could do and mind that bird weave in and out like calvin burrell yes so like i don't mind and the one not to f- mention that Irad ortiz is the number one money jockey oh year. yeah he's the best in the world right now i don't mind mo, mo donegal because he is a closer if he was a horse that needed to lead Press. i'd be like Throw him toss out. him you know um, but I don't mind him because he comes from behind. I said on Twitter, you know, back in the day before the point system, you had a lot of these, and this is just an example, but these these six furlong turf white horses that had, that had a ton of speed and were just these brilliant horses that made into the race because of money. But, you know, we used to look at dosage index a lot, which indicated how far you can run a race. They're all pretty much similar now, so you can't really handicap it based on – there's no 10-plus – dosage and brilliant horses that run six furlongs anymore. And so um, the other analytic that I t- mentioned on Twitter today that I look at are rags. Not, some people don't believe in them as much. Yeah. Um, but rags, I mean, if you look at it from a golfing standpoint, it's like, okay, golfer A1, a tournament. That's fine. Was it on the Sunshine Tour? Was it on the Corn Ferry Tour? Was it in Latin America? Were there 100 people in the field? It tells you nothing. It just says, hey, okay, they won. Yeah. And they did pretty well. Rags d- incorporates what? Weather, track type, strength of field. Yeah. Um, so it's really the the whole envelope of metrics of, of how to evaluate uh, apples to apples here in horses. And so I'm going to mention some Rags numbers as we go along. Look at Mo Donegal 1. I should have had this up right. Um, <clears throat> but he is... He ran, so the lower the number in rags, a negative one is a perfect race. Lower numbers, the better the horse. The better the race they ran, he ran a seven and a nine in his three-year-old season, which is pretty good in this field. No, it's very good, yeah. So what do you think about, you know, you got Pletcher training him. Do you evaluate a horse and 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 lift it based on the super trainers that are that are handling it. I'm not sure Brad Cox is there yet, but he could be. No, like he's like he's a very good trainer, but Pletcher, he's a Hall of Famer already, you know. Um 
I think if Mo Donegal drew number eight or number ten, he probably would have been six or seven to one. Okay, as opposed to ten to one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, his odds are pretty good at ten to one for a horse that won the way he did. He's a closer. He won the wood very impressively, like just coming flying at the end. That's the running style you want on a dry track. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to respond coming closing at the end on a wet track if right. it's sticky. He did run a 103 Equibase. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Wood Memorial as a prep. Um, no, it's been a while. It's been a while, but definitely not a throwout. Mo Donegal won. Happy Jack number two. This might be a throwout for me. Uh, listen, he's 30 to one. The highest price derby or it's the highest price horse in the derby is 30 to one. A lot of these horses should be 50, 75 to one. He should be 75 to one. He ran 15, 15 and 25 now comparatively in rags. That's not good. Um, and I just don't, my, one of my biggest rules is a horse that finishes third in his prep race, is not going to suddenly win the Derby. No, and he finished third by 12 lengths and then 10 lengths. To the favorites. So he is an absolute toss. If he wins, it's going to be a bigger upset than Giacomo and mind that bird. But nothing against Calumet Farm? No, Calumet are great. You know, uh, Brad Kelly's good for the game. He's a little eccentric, but uh, he does it his way. But he's been branching out and giving the horses to a lot of different trainers these days. Good. And he won the Preakness with Oxbow, who's uh, the sire of this horse. Now, the three epicenter is, is probably going to be on one of my exotics well, exotics on top in the in the three or four or five I have on top epicenter. Steve Asmussen, Joel Rosario. You can't say you can't say enough about Rosario, right? No, no, he's a great jockey. He won four graded stakes in April already this year. But he is a presser. Um, he can. Uh, he can press or he can go to the lead. He has gone to the lead and won before, and he can kind of sit off the pace and win as well, you know? Um, like, he set off the pace a little bit in the Louisiana Derby and then just kicked kicked on in the final furlong. Um, 6 eight, eleven on his rags. Good, good runs. Like, I hate the tree hole for him. Just, like, again, he's not favored because he drew the tree hole. And yes, I'm Irish. I'm saying three, not three. <laughs> um, but I don't know. You can't pick every horse to win. Like we're all we're all gamblers. You got to toss some horses. And I'm going to eat my words, but in my my gut is telling me to toss him because yep. I think there's going to be 17 horses coming across him, and he's a horse that can't be coming from behind. He needs to be. There or thereabouts. But Joel is a very good rider, but it doesn't matter sometimes in the Derby. You can have the best rider and the best horse in the world, but if you got 17 horses coming across you and you're 25 lengths last going into the first turn, yes. you're done. Yes. No matter if you're a 2 to 5 favorite or 50 to 1. So, like, yes, you have to use him, but me personally, I'm going to try to get him beat. The. Um What's what's the sire not this time? He is a very very up and coming stallion. That Clearly, for seventy five grand, he has done very very well. He's kind of come out of nowhere. Jerry gave um, a big thumbs up, by the way. Yeah, he, he he's uh, done very very well. Like three years ago, you could have got him for twelve twelve and a half thousand, mm-hmm. and his stock has done so well 
that he's now 75 and next year he's probably going to be 125. Right. So he's done very, very well. Um, summer is tomorrow. This is a throwout for me. I can never get behind UAE shippers. Um, it doesn't seem to ever work out. What was it, Thundersnow a few years ago? Yeah. Our super inside UAE horse that was going to win? Yeah. What, what, has it finished yet? <laughs> he won me some money by finishing last. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but summer is tomorrow. Like, there's a lot of people saying he's a speed horse. He's going to go to the front and he might trust throw out stupid fractions and mess everything up for everybody else. Right. So that's what a lot of people are saying. No, he's an absolute toss, but he might mess a lot of good horses up by running the fractions that he does. And like you got a Brazilian jockey on him, you got a uh I don't even know where he's from, Bupat Samir. Like I know he's based in the United Arab Emirates, but um Listen, he's in the Derby. He qualified, but like, no, it would be an absolute shocker if he did something. Okay, number five, Smile Happy. Um, we both started talking about this horse prior to the podcast, and I I looked at his rags for his races recently, and he's a seven and a nine. He's a twenty to one shot. I think that is way too steep for Smile Happy. He runs a one hundred four faster than Mo Donegal. Um, finished the second in the Bluegrass Stakes, and he was the favorite, right? He was the favorite, yeah. What are your thoughts here? Um, he was favored for a reason. He's a very good horse, and I still like him. Um, honestly, Zandon, who is the favorite for the Derby, came flying at the end. Smile Happy was in the lead. I was at the race. Smile Happy was in the lead. Honestly, I think they thought, thought, thought they had a one, and Zandon came outside him. But, like, he wasn't side by side. He was, like, 10 yards away from him. So you could see him. He didn't see him. Right. Uh, So he didn't see the horse, and uh, all of a sudden, Zandon blew by him, and boom, race is over. So I think that uh, he's going to be ready, and he's you absolutely have to use him. I love Smile Happy. Um, Now, Messier. Messier was the favorite going into my favorite prep, the Santa Anita Derby. Um, he got taken down by my favorite horse in this race now, Taba. And um, a lot of people like Messier, but let me get to, I saw on Twitter people calling it, they had a name for Tim Yak Teen, basically. It's Rob Raffert, right? I mean, do, do you do you really believe that that he has no hands on this horse right now? Oh, no, he is. Listen, Baffert may talk to him on the phone, but Baffert is nowhere near the horse. Um, I don't know. Tim was an assistant trainer to Baffert, you know. But Tim has been on his own for a couple of years, and he's trained grade one winners on his own. Right. So, but at the same time, it's a branch of Baffert. So, I don't know. Um, he's meant to be gigantic. His stallion is absolutely huge. Empire maker. Yeah, who won the Belmont, yeah. ran second in the Derby. Um like, he's got a great family. Like, I think that uh, they expected him to win the Santanita Derby. He didn't. But he was beaten by the horse Taba that you like. And Taba came on the outside as well. Like, some like horses are like people. Like, you don't see what's coming on the outside if you're not looking for it. Right. So he might not have seen him. Like, I wouldn't toss Messier. I'd, I'd leave him in there. Um, but, like, the Tim Yachting, Baffert thing, you don't know. You know, like he's been with Tim Yachtin for six weeks. You, you, you look at a horse like Smile Happier Messier, and you can't make any assumptions, but um, does sometimes travel time, 
I'm not saying that it happens, but sometimes travel time for a horse, if it's in a van for a day prior to the race, is, I mean, you're like, you said they're like humans, they're emotional. No, like, smile happy, travel from Florida, ran into traffic, bad storms, and he was sitting on that van for a very, very long time, 36 hours before he was racing. So it's like, let's just say, an athlete going to the Olympics and he's flying from here to Beijing. No sleep. And if he's arriving into the race after being on a flight for 20 hours, yeah, he's going to be stiff, sore. It's going to take some time to get loose. Uh, it's the exact same for horses. Horses move the whole time. So you're in a stationary position for 20 hours. Yeah, it's going to affect you. Would you would you say that uh, psychologically for a horse, because they are all alphas and they don't like to lose, do you think it's in the horse's head, in Messier's head, that he lost to Taba? Or can they write that off? Or No, they can write that off. Okay. Like, like Tenkwat's secretary lost his first couple of races, you know? and He's got Velasquez, too. Yeah. Um, Messier is not a toss for me. He's in there. He's under the radar. Like, like let's say, even if he is a Baffert horse, Baffert's horse last year who nobody thought would win, one at eight or ten to one, you know. Sure. What happened after the fact is here's well, not here. Say it happened. It happened. It happened. But he won on the day, and yeah, people got paid their money who bet him that day. Finish finish second in the prep, and then won the derby. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. usually happen that way. No. So Messier, leave him in there. Eight and eight in his rags. That's low. That's that's top five in this race for sure. Yeah. Uh, Crown pride. I know you don't like to do by aspect, but the Japanese have been winning everywhere. They've really? been winning grade one races in Europe, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. They cleaned up in the Breeders' Cup last year. They won three races. Um, I have a friend that is kind of not connected to his horse, but handle his transportation. So he knows all these connections. And they say that he is jumping out of his skin. Really? Right now at Churchill? Right now at Churchill. Like, he's working 46 out of the gate, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. So, he's working very, very fast. That's the way to work him. He is definitely, for me, not a toss. Mm-hmm. Not you a know? toss from a one spot or not a toss from one through four? I wouldn't be shocked if he won. No but you have But you have to use him the exotics. Just because the Japanese horses had been winning... Grade one races in Saudi and Dubai in France and the Breeders' Cup last year at huge prices. Right. So he has this trainer been the in the in the mix? I don't know the Shintani. trainer. He sounds familiar. I don't know the trainer. I know the jockey, he's a French jockey. Mm-hmm. Um like that's if I were them, I probably would have put an American jockey on him. Uh but again, a horse race is a horse race. You know, Christian Christian Lemaire is one of the top jockeys in europe it's not like he it's not like you're putting an apprentice an apprentice on him he is a top top jockey he ran a 46 four furlongs in the 27th at churchill downs that is crazy fast crazy fast um all right so eight charge it now every year i i look at a i look at a race horse finished second and you just say oh if he just had more track charge it it seemed that way i'm not sure it ever works out for me well but the florida derby I think he had white Abarayo in his sights and just need a little more feet to do it. Um, I love Charge It, and I will probably leave him on top. 
and uh, his rags for that race, ten and eight. By the way, it's ten and eight for Charge It. Not bad in this no, field. No, it's pretty good. Uh, no, Charge It. I think he's a very good horse. Talking to some people in the game, um, they think he might need more distance. He might be a Belmont type horse, even but, more than a mile and a quarter. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. Tappet has won like three out of the last five Belmont Belmonts. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a fantastic story for the owner, Mandy Popes, who's put a lot of ton of money. She's put like hundreds of millions into this game. It's her first Derby starter. Uh, he was very green in that race in the Florida Derby. He's and only uh, won three times. Yeah. And uh, he's one like you have to leave in. Like, I don't know if he can win, but I think he can definitely hit the board. Uh, nine, tis the bomb. Love this horse. Uh, ran a 105 last race, has had the most... Uh, experience and has run at Churchill Downs before Ken McPeak again, Brian Hernandez. Um, and that 105 speed, even though, well, it's, it's he's a still a little bit of a closer, right? Um, and his rag numbers were just eye-popping, I believe, if I saw them. Yes, an 8 and 9 uh, for, tis, for a 30 to 1. So this horse has won on synthetic and on the turf and is a very good horse. Um, he was meant to run on the turf in his second start in a maiden race, and it came off the turf and it was on the dirt, and he won that race by 14. So he's won on an off track. I think that these turf horses like a bit of a deeper track because that's what they're used to, and that's what a off track is, like the wet, dirt, sure. muddy. I like him. Um, I don't know if he can win, but I think he'll be coming at the end, you know? Um, he's definitely a use for me. I know Jerry didn't like him, but I think might be talking him into what, it. What did Jerry not like about him? He, he he's a turf horse. That's what's the uh, what's the difference? Well, you know, there's no kickback on the turf, so I think he's going to have an issue. Especially, I I think the slop is going to hurt him. I really do. Okay, so not for me. No, but like, yeah, listen. I, I think his running Jerry's, style... Jerry's has a natural voice for podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask it more, his, yes. more of his opinion. Um, I think you got to use him. I think he might get a piece at a big mm-hmm. price, you know? Like, if you can get him in the fourth spot at 30 to 1, hey, great. Look at that. Look at that sire. Hit a bomb, five grand. Hit a bomb, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Wow. So it's all turf. Tis now is all dirt, though. So you do have dirt in the pedigree. And he has won on an off track. Mm-hmm. He's not raced on raced any good on dirt since then. He's only raced one more time. And that was in the Holy Bowl, and he finished like crap. But he's won both his races since on synthetic. Number 10, Zandon, here we go. This is the favorite. And upstart, if you look at the Ocala sales, the two-year-old sales, the upstart Colts, oh, my gosh. They were just being bought up like crazy, him and Uncle Mo. Um, Chad Brown, Flavian Pratt, love that jockey, ran a 107 fastest equibase in this field at the Bluegrass Stakes. We talked about him being smile happy. Um, it was close, but that was a hell of a race. I, I always feel like the Bluegrass Stakes seems to be a little overvalued, but maybe that was because it was synthetic previously. But what are your thoughts on the stakes race winner coming to Churchill? Um He's favorite for a reason. He's okay. big. He's impressive. He looks like a man amongst boys. He's nearly black in color. He's just beautiful looking horse. 
and his running style was come from behind and he blew past Smile Happy. Um, knocks against him. Uh, no horse from the Bluegrass has won the Derby since 1995. That's what I'm saying. That's a long time, time ago, buddy. Right? Yep. And they're always the favorite now, right? Yeah. Um, the last horse to come out of Bluegrass to run well in the Derby was Street Sense, who finished second and went on to win it. Um, which is a good omen for a smile happy as well. But no, Zandon, like, he looks like a beast. He ran like a freak that day. Um, I'll always remember seeing Kenny McPeak says, said in an inter- interview Saturday morning of the Bluegrass, it's going to take a bear to beat us. And later that night, Chad Brown is, I guess I brought the bear on Twitter. It was funny as hell. Really? Oh, yeah. About it, this race? About the Bluegrass. Oh, okay, about the Bluegrass, right, right, right. He said, I, I guess I brought the bear today. Oh, you know, so that was funny. It was ta- Chad Brown talking smack, which is good. You like to see it's a bit of fun, but like he is beautiful. He's favorite for a reason. Um, I like the horse. I have nothing against against him if he won. Love the connections. Um, bred by Burton Jones, Brett Jones, you know, yeah. Um, they stand the stallion. I've actually got a yearling by the stallion. So, hey, hey, rooting you, for him. You've got an upstart. Uh huh. You dirty dog. Thanks for including me in that. You can buy in for 50 grand for a quarter. Hmm. A quarter? Sure. Why not? All right, I'm in. Uh, (laughs) 31 Pioneer of Medina. I think I need to toss this. I think it's a toss. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about this one. Nope. Uh, Zandon, by the way, a six and an eight matches my next favorite horse here coming up uh, on his rags. Uh, Pioneer Medina. Well, he ran an eight, nine, four, eight, nine. Interesting. Um, Taiba or Taiba only has run twice, won by seven lengths in his maiden in March, and then goes on and wins the Santanita Derby. Um, people believe that this is the horse that's going to win the Kentucky Derby. They know it. I love it. I love it. It was my favorite race. A gun runner, um, a, a gun runner colt, $1.7 million two year old sale. Uh, Zidane owns him, and uh, again, Tim Yachtin, formerly Bob Baffert. Big, big question mark. Like, I have lots of notes on my every horse in the race, and all I have beside him is a question mark. Why? Santa Anita Derby was a six-horse field. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful weather. It's 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 dirt. Mm-hmm. He came flying at the end. Did Messi see him? I don't know. Um, I would love to see the horse win for my buddy Zach Madden, who sold him as a yearling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a big question mark for me. He ran big numbers against a six-horse field. Treat him probably you and me could beat in a race. You know, so what did he beat? I don't know. It, it's a question mark. You could say the same for Messier, but Messier has had a lot more experience. This is his fourth or third ever race, and you're going in a 20-horse field. Santa Anita has, has produced some winners. Oh, it has. Like, he's going to get bounced around. Like, he's got he a big? great jockey on him. Um, like, again, for me, you can't bet every horse for me personally he's a toss because wow. there's other horses i think 
can hit the board before him. I hate to say this, but he has the lowest rags in this race, a six and a seven. I know, but again, look at his races, six horse fields. Okay. Like that, I, and again, it, it, like uh, I hope the horse could win for my buddy Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's faced 12 horses in his life, and all of a sudden he's going to face 20 point. in one race. It's a big point. So I, I don't know. I like the horse. I like the connections. It's, it would be a good story, or would it be? Mm. It's Tim Yachtin. It's Sedan. It's like, oh, this is Baffert. It, Baffert all over again. He, he's in a no-win situation. If, if Tim Yachtin wins the race, right. like, oh, Bob Baffert trained us six weeks ago. And then Zidane, like, oh, is the horse clean and blah, blah, blah. Who you know? owned Medina Spirit? Who owned Medina Spirit? And they're going to take that to court until they can't anymore. Sure. So I don't own this horse. Like, it, it's, uh, again, he's run against 12 horses in his lifetime. And he's going to take on 20 on Saturday mm-hmm. in the slop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tab is my winner. Uh, simplification 13. This is a toss for me. Like he ran good two starts at two starts back in the fountain of use. Uh, none of those horses have gone on to do anything. He was not a factor in the Florida Derby. No, like, but he was only beaten two, two and a quarter lengths, you know, mm-hmm. like, like if you go back to Messier, Messier was only beaten was beaten two and a quarter lengths in the Santa Anita Derby, and we kind of like him a bit. Like he's a no for me. Like he's a no for uh, me. But we don't need to spend too much time on it. Eleven and ten. Uh, Barbara Road. Uh, this is a toss for me. It's not for you. You said something before we started recording. Like if you looked at his race in the Arkansas Derby, like he just was kind of weaving in and out. He was very green still, and he came running flying at the end. And like Cyber Knife had already kicked on at that stage, but this horse came with a lot of run. And like that extra, if the Arkansas Derby was a mile and a quarter, could he have caught him? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So at a big price, he needs to put him in the exotics. Could he win? Probably not. Can he hit the board? Absolutely. White Abarayo, the 15. Um, white horses don't win derbies, Richie. <laughs> that was off uh, off mic. Um, so what do you think? Florida Derby winner, Gaffleone, uh, $4 sire, race day? Apparently the closing fractions were the slowest of all time, so they're a toss for, he's a toss for me. Okay. Just because he was at the front, he had to lead, like they closed in like 39, which is not good, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of... Um, even though even though we like charge it in the same race, but yes. charge it was his second ever start. Yes, um, I think this horse gets bounced around, and his true colors are going to come out, and he's going to finish down the field. Barber Road, his races were thirteen, fifteen, thirteen, and uh, White Abarayo was eight and eight on the rags. Cyberknife, Brad Cox, another one here, got another gun runner, uh, four hundred thousand dollar yearling with a jockey I like in Florent Jura. A lot of people like Cyberknife. No, you got to use him. Like if, if yes. I like Bar- Barber Road, I like Cyberknife. Um, like he just looked green winning the Arkansas Derby as well. He was kind of all over the track in the last hundred yards, but he was trying to get him to the finish line. But like, he no, he's a good horse. The Arkansas Derby has got a great record winning the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. If I like Barber Road, I have to like Cyberknife. So it, it's uh, you got to use him. 
Classic Causeway. Interesting one. He had two good races as a great in the in the grade two and grade three, and then. So Brian Lynch is an Australian trainer, yes. and he's the first Australian trainer to ever have a horse in a derby. So kudos to him for that. Um, I don't think he wanted to run in the derby. The horse ran terrible in the Florida Derby. They regrouped. He initially said he was out of derby. And this, hor- this horse is owned by some 80-year-old 80-year-old plus people. And I think his hand was forced a little bit saying I w- they want to run in the derby. And you can't really blame them. He's qualified. He's there. He'd won bad race. and But I think the trainer is running him for his owners who are very elderly. And it was their dream to always get to the Derby. Um, he's a toss for me. Just off that kind of history I gave you there. I'm the same. Uh, Brad Cox's third horse in this race, Tony Bort? No. To- toss. <laughs> No, like he's won on synthetic. He came and won a grade three in Lexington, in, in Keeneland, to Lexington against a very, very bad field. Uh, no. Uh, Tony Port, 12 and 10. Um, and then Zozos. Zozos, there's a couple of quote experts, unquote, saying Zozos will win. I think that's a pretty bold uh, prediction. I don't believe that. It's Brad Cox's third horse, Manuel Franco. Um, not bad rags, but probably will want to get to the lead at the 19 hole. Uh, it's kind of a throw out for me, maybe the, in, in, the, in the four spot, but, um, I know these owners, they're great people. They're from Minnesota. Um, no, there is people saying if it's an off track, which it very well might be, that they like him. He's by Munnings, who's a great, great stallion. But a mile and a quarter might be too much. Too much for that stallion. Yep. Like I don't know, has he produced any mile and a quarter horses? I know Spitestown has, but has Munnings? Not not Colts. His, his fillies have done well. But off track, off track. This guy's a uh, he's a, he's a plus. You know, on the on the sire sure. and dam side, this guy's a uh, an upgrade off track. Do you like Zozos? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Off off track, you got to put him in. Okay. He can get a piece. Not saying he can't, um, but can he win it? I don't think so, but could he pick up third or fourth? Sure. In the 20 hole, finally, D. Wayne Lucas' ethereal road, quality road colt, hasn't done much. It's great to see D. Wayne having another derby horse at age, age 86. He's 86? He can very well win the Oaks on Friday. Like, got a really live shot Kathleen in the Oaks. O or no? Um. His filly's called Secret Oath. Okay. The number one. She's six to one morning line. Oath or oat? Oath. <laughs> she ran in the Arkansas Derby and finished hurt. Wow. Took on the boys. Wow. She's your Oaks horse there, guys. Six to one. Jump on it. Okay. Uh, but Derby? Nah. Um, this horse isn't going to do anything. All right. Then who? Uh, give me give me your one, two. Ugh. Let me have a look. Jerry, do you have your one-two yet? Who's your one? Well, if it's off track, uh, one-two would be uh, Mo Donegal and Zozos. Okay. Really? Big exacted air, boys. That's going to pay 180 bucks for an exact. <laughs> yes, sir. Two bucks. Um, I still like Zy- Taiba and 
it's chalky. I do like Xandon. But I think Smile Happy could make some noise. Like, you know, I'm going with the obvious Sandon, but like he just looks so impressive. He drew great to 10 holes, great for him. It's Chad Brown, it's Flavian Pratt. Um, first, like, I think Sandon is a deserved favorite. And if you look over the last five years, uh, I think three out of the last five favorites have won, you know? Yeah. So he, you might get four to one on him because it, honestly, it's kind of wide open a little bit. And, Honestly, this Japanese horse—he's sticking out. He—I know you hate him, but like I don't hate him. Like he's gonna get a piece, just because they've been winning races all over the world with huge prices, and like these guys have been at Churchill Downs for the last month. Mm-hmm. He's been at Churchill Downs longer than any other horse here. Like another thing I don't like about White Aberio, his trainer's in Belmont today. He's got a derby starter in two days, and he's in Belmont. Like, yeah, come on, Crown Pride. That's your that's your two. Zandon and Crown Pride. That would be a hundred and fifty dollar exacto too. Yes. Well, that's good. I think I think we got it. There's only a few throwaways, but an off track. Anything can happen. It's going to be a big super. I promise you that. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, especially with the off track. I mean that. Uh you know, uh, mind that bird, 2009, um, 2000, was it 19 with Country House at, uh, what, 25 to 1? Yes. 65 to 1. Of course, that was a disqualification, but uh, he still he still got put up. But um, it's going to be tough, off track. You know, uh, you know off track, you, you really want to look at the pedigree. And when I look at Mo Donegal, I see pulpit on the damn side. That's a huge uplift for the uh, you know for an off track you know uh, athlete, Munnings and uh, Forestry on Zozos. That's a huge upgrade. Again, you know, like you said, Richie, that's a two hundred and eighty thousand dollar exacta. But uh, <laughs> take it, take it uh, for what it's worth. I just, I just want to congratulate Richie. He literally became a local news interviewer and held the microphone perfectly for Jerry because we only <laughs> have one. He just like naturally picked it up. Yep. Uh, used to holding something in my hand that's normally a beer. So now we're going to go across the road to the Irish bar and... Uh, bid on horses. Bid on horses. <laughs> Thanks, boys. This was awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, it was too. a lot of fun. Yeah, man.
Mm-hmm.